Hi there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know direct from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 18 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you'll find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take about the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. So welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. We are in our mini-series number two, and I have Dan here. Hello. And we're going to talk today for a quick mini-series about shooters, one shooter versus two shooters, which photographers, I mean, and timelines. And what you should expect for a generality for timeline, which really dictates on whether you have one shooter versus two shooter. So today's mini episode is coming at you hot about timelines and one shooter versus two shooter. Mm-hmm. Very so, important. Yes. So Dan, um, a lot of times, I know we were trying to figure out what we wanted to talk about today because there's so many things we could talk about. A lot of times, though, the, the number one question that we get when people are talking about to us and whether they want us to photograph their wedding or not is they're always asking about if they should have one shooter versus two shooters. So I want to kind of explain a little bit about the one shooter versus two shooters, and then I want to kind of get into timelines and how um, a timeline would look with one shooter and a timeline would work with two shooter. Mm-hmm. So let's go, let's talk about two shooters first because a lot of times we work together on the two shooters. Yeah, and it's, it sounds silly, but um, when you think about it, it's really a function of one, you know, one person can only be in one place at one time. And yeah, that sounds silly, but um, I think people don't really think about that where like, you know, two shooters are two people, obviously, and can get two different angles at the same time, you know? Um, obviously, you know, when me and Sarah shoot together, we're not standing in the same location, you know, or even close to each other. We're way getting different things. The faster, you know, it's faster to like get coverage on kind of anything really. I mean, first thing that comes to mind with me is a first look. It's like, it goes quickly. It's like a happening that happens kind of quickly. And the more cameras you can have on that is the more expressions, the more anything. Coverage. Coverage, yeah. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, I, 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 like you said, the <clears throat> one shooter can't be at the same location. So if you have two shooters, you're just going to get more coverage. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is, right? Yep. yep. So, but there's a but to that. Two shooters usually means a higher budget. Yep. So I think it's a, I think for the listeners, if you are on a tighter budget, the way to get quality photography, if you don't want to go to someone that's you know less of a quality, is just do one shooter. If you are, have a, a less of a, you know, a, a larger budget, two shooters are always going to be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The reason why I bring that up is like, at least with us and our packages, the one shooter package is a lower in price than the two shooter package, but you're not sacrificing the quality. I, I, I you know, yeah. we, I, I look at us as quality photographers. And it's the kind of thing where like, usually a speech is, you know, a couple minutes long. You can grab the speaker 
get their expressions, get them talking, turn around and get some expressions if you were one person. Right. You know, Sarah, how many times have we had speeches and it's like, you know, the person, uh, I don't know what to say. And, um, you know, cheers. And it's like, OK. Right. I got them talking, but I we didn't get, get the reaction. Yeah, I couldn't right. get anything. And I think what, what we'll do is we'll talk a little bit about the pros and the cons of the one versus two shooters. And you brought up a really good point mm-hmm. with the first looks and the speakers. But before we even get into that, let's just break it back down to what the pros are for two shooters um, is, like you just said, overall, two shooters can be at multiple locations at the same time. Mm-hmm. So one person can be with the guys. One person can be with the girls. During a ceremony, one person can be center aisle. One person can be working the aisles. And you're, and you're wondering what that person's doing. So let's do this. Let's take the entire day and let's talk about what you would do versus what I would do on a two-shooter day. And then sure. we'll talk about what we do on a one-shooter day. Sure. So let's start with prep. So generally speaking, you're going to have the girls or the, the ladies getting ready, the guys getting ready. And if those are happening at the same time, you know, you can't be in two places at once. So having two shooters can let you have that hour of prep being covered at the same time with using that same hour. Right. So when Dan and I are on a job, he'll most of the time be with the guys and I'll be with the girls and we'll be simultaneously doing prep photos. Then we'll lean into let's pretend that they're having a first look. On a first look, you can get two perspectives happening at the same time with not a lot of movement. And what I mean by that is one person can get one angle and the other person can get another angle at such, uh, you know, at the same time and the first look happens so quickly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's the benefit of having two shooters for a first look. And then, you know, the ceremony. Um, There'll be one shooter in the center of the aisle and then there'll be one shooter working the side. So kind of explain to people what the person working the sides do. So um, not that not that ceremonies are always, uh, you know, they're pretty predictable, but there's unpredictable parts. Um, generally speaking, the down the aisle shot is kind of the money shot. It's like, you know, where all the action happens, you get the gr- greatest angle, usually the greatest um, picture, greatest wide shot. It's where the, you know, you can zoom in and get the action happening, especially when people are looking at each other. <laughs> Sometimes there's a lot of uh, back of the heads. So, but you know, sometimes the just looking at each other part is kind of quick in certain ceremonies, you know, and you definitely want to be center aisle when that's happening. Um, and if you're tr- you're working the sides, as we like to call it, you know, going on one side to try to get a lot of reactions from one side, walk all the way around everybody, not, you know, running because, you know, that'll just make everybody uh, uncomfortable, um, getting to the other side and suddenly you know, there's some part where, you know, they're looking at each other. Oh, cr- I got to get back to the middle, you know. So if you have somebody always kind of in the middle, they're always ready to grab that, um, you know, that expression. That money that, shot. Yeah. Right. And then if you have someone working the sides, they can get like the side expressions, the groom's expressions, the bride's expressions, the mom's expression, the dad expression. Like mm-hmm. you can get the side angles that is, you know, extra fluff, right. which are great. Right, right. And then, you know, having two shooters during picture time, whether it's before the ceremony or after, you have one person working with the guys, one person working with the girls. You can have one person you getting candid expressions while the other person's getting the main stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. can you think of any other, like, pointers? Well, one or- thing that, I mean, before every wedding, me and Sarah always have a game plan. We go through, okay, this is our time. We're doing this, doing that. Sometimes, I mean, 
it's crunched so much that sometimes somebody's got to get in and get those details. Things people forget, you know? The you details want, of the room. Yeah, the yes. details of the room, I mean. Yeah. Yes. So, like, you know, formal stuff, you know, maybe one person can get that, but they're still setting up a little bit. You know, you can get in. Um, the key with details, too, is before people get in, the guests get in and put their coats everywhere. Right. And mess up everything and tip over the butter or whatever. But So that's a good point is that if you have two shooters, one person can be getting the family pictures and the bridal party pictures and the couple pictures while the other person could be detailing the room. Right. Before right. the guests right. come in, which I didn't even think about that. You're right. Yeah. We do that all the time. All the time, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. And then the other thing, and that's, again, being one person can't be at two locations at the same time. So if you are, mm-hmm. a lot of times you have to do the detail stuff when you don't have a first look. Yeah. And you only have that cocktail hour time to do pictures, which is usually one hour. Yep. And we'll kind of get into timelines in a little bit. But you're right, Dan. And a lot of times, you know, you'll be photographing the formals or I'll be photographing the formals and then the other person will go in and, and detail the room. Yep. And the best time to do that is like right after they pour the water in those glass. It's almost like that finishing touches. And it's unfortunate right. that you can't do it earlier, but it takes so long to dress a room and to get that wide shot or the, you know, the detail shots that, you know, a lot of people want because it's. That's all their money. Remember, <laughs> yeah. Remembering everything you spent all this money on. Um, you want that photographed and it's the best time is right after the, the, you know, all the glasses are full. You know, you take a wide shot and the glasses aren't full. It might look a little weird to some people, I guess. And also, too, you have to wait for people to clear the room. Clear the room. You don't want people. Every time, uh, I don't know how many times they saw Sarah in the corner of the room trying to take her wide (laughs) shot and then a white staff just goes, whoop. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) but, and then you brought up a little bit about the reception. You already talked about it. Speeches. Mm -hmm. You can have one person getting the couple and their reactions and the person that's speaking and then the other person getting the guests speaking. Now, mm-hmm. well, you know, obviously when we start talking about one shooters, we can talk about what a one shooter can do. But with two shooters, you can make sure that you have the reactions covered and then also to the main person covered. Yep. I mean, granted, we're just giving cliff notes and highlights. There's all other pros about having two shooters, but that's just kind of the general general thing. Yeah, same thing with the with the dancing. You know, a lot of people, some people tear up when, you know, they're having their first dance, and you want to try to have time to capture that. How many times have, like like I said before, like we realize that it's a half a song. I always ask DJs, like, are we playing the full song? We get half song? How much time do I have? Because I can get what I need on, you know, the couple dancing, and then I can look around a little bit, see who's uh, welling up, and then get back and do right. all these things. If it's half a song, it's a little little tighter. Not undoable, but. No. And, and the thing is, so those are like the quick tips of why two shooters are good Um, I mean obviously there's other things that are happening and other reasons to have two shooters but let's kind of talk about one shooter Mm -hmm. Um, obviously if you have a little bit of a tighter budget or honestly if you have just a smaller wedding smaller wedding yeah you don't Mm -hmm. need two shooters and so I want to take you through a day with one shooter and what that one shooter would do. And then I kind of want to talk about timelines because then you'll realize why you do need to have two shooters or why one shooter is just fine Mm -hmm. so on a one shooter day Yep. Um, let's talk about prep. Mm-hmm. So if you have one shooter, um, you need to think about either not having – okay, basically one shooter can't be at two places at one time. So if you're getting ready at two different locations, one person's not going to be able to get coverage. Hate to say it, it's normally the men because mm-hmm. it always goes with the with the bride. Yep. But that's not to say, uh, or, or sometimes one shooter packages, they forego the prep altogether. But with that said, you really have to understand that with one shooter packages, 
one person's definitely going to get covered and one person may not. Unless you're getting Unless married. Unless you have two different, you right. know, a lot of time. Well, that's what I'm going to say. Unless you are getting married, getting ready on the same site, then that takes into consideration timeline. And then you can mm-hmm. build in the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. But with that said, usually with one shooter packages, you get prep of one person. Mm-hmm. Then on the first look, I see mm-hmm. you have a first look. Which I highly always recommend having a first look with one shooter packages always because then you can get the details that we talked about. But that's a with whole, two. No, with one shooter packages, I always say do a first look. Oh, oh, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah because see. then if you do one a first look on the one shooter packages, then you could do all the pictures, and then during that cocktail hour time, that one person can go detail the room because mm-hmm. pictures are already yep, done. Yep. Freeze up time. Yes, I get what you're saying. So with the one shooter packages. You do the first look, which is totally doable with yeah, one person. Yeah. It's just, I was, I was going to say, when you're kind of, when I do them, you know, obviously, um, and I think probably you do the same, uh, You so a lot of times I, I pause. I say pause, <laughs> um, and then I can switch. Because usually it's like shooting over the bride's shoulder to get the groom a little bit, but then kind of pause, and then let me let me walk over and get, you know, the bride's reaction when you know when they turn around or something like that. I guess that's reverse, but right. And when you say pause, just so the listeners know, you're not pausing them when they're actually doing their first look. No, you're talking no. about so it's usually like when right, walk forward. W- exactly right when they're walking. Obviously, for the first look, we will never stop the pause. But what no, I'm saying no, no, is, no. you'll just basically tell them to take a couple steps, wait for a second, mm-hmm. and then you move, and then you let the whole action happen. Well, usually it's like, you know, the groom is like a hundred yards away, <laughs> bride's right. here. Uh, or the bride's like 100 yards away, groom's here, and, you know, they have that long amount of time t- walking towards each other. I can get somebody's reaction. Then I can say pause and then turn, get the other person's reaction. And then once once kind of the tap on the shoulder and they see each other, then it's no pause. But then I, you know, you got to you gotta run around a little bit. But usually, you know, everything can get covered. Yeah, and with the one-shooter packages and having a one-shooter, you can get it covered. It's just... Like you said, you have to have someone that knows what they're doing and knows mm. the angles and just to get the different coverage. And they just have to move around a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Got to um, use that hustle. Right. And then obviously for the ceremony with the one shooter packages um, or having one shooter, you can get the center aisle. You can get the sides. You're just not going to get as much. <clears throat> so you're going to mm-hmm. always have a person go center aisle and then they're going to work the sides, get the reactions, but then they're going to go back to they center gotta aisle. They got to go to home base. They, you know. Right. Yeah. The way we do it is... You know, obviously, when everybody's coming in, it's center aisle, turn around, center aisle a little bit, you know, getting that kind of stuff. I immediately go side, one side, other side, get as much as I can. And then I got to go. I got to go back to center aisle because that's where, like I said, where the action is and where, you know, can't miss anything. And it's important for you guys to understand that we're still getting it. It's just, again, it's very, very planned out, very, but it's not, but you're not always going to have someone on the sides and you're not always mm-hmm. going to have someone in the center mm-hmm. aisle, but you're going to get it. Um, well, one of the things you don't want to miss is like the kiss and you know, the kiss is going to happen right away, aw- <laughs> right away. So that's the time we can go and get those side angles Well, we got to go back. Um, I mean, Just we, we want to capture everything, right. but sometimes a kiss is in the middle of a certain services. Right. Interestingly enough. And um, you want to be center aisle for that. <laughs> And then also, too, for photos, if you're having it during cocktail hour, one shooter can't be at multiple times at the same time. So they can't be at cocktail hour. They have to be taking your pictures. If you Mm -hmm. did a first look, they can be at cocktail hour and then going in to photograph your decor. Again, it's all doable, but it's just 
figuring out what's the most important thing and and it's and it's getting it. So that's where timelines become very important, which we'll touch upon in a little bit. And then coming to reception, which Dan already talked about, when you're having a speech that's a very long speech, awesome. With one shooter, you're getting the speech, you're getting the couple's reactions, you're getting the you're getting the crowd's reactions. But if you have someone who has a really quick speech, you're really getting the key stuff, which is just the speech and maybe the the couple's reaction. You don't have that time to get that extra fluff. Mm-hmm. Again, it's all about what's important and what's allowed in your budget. <clears throat> I'm not saying that one is is. I'm not trying to say. Obviously, having two shooters is always best, but I'm not saying that having one shooter is not um, not good. It's mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, to be honest with you, there's certain weddings I just say you only need one shooter, especially right, the right. smaller ones. And again, with the details of the one shooter, if there's no first look and everything is getting done during that cocktail hour. It's kind of a bummer, but if you want the details covered, um, part of that hour has to be part of the details, right. if not a little bit longer. And we always, I mean, we we know every vendor, I mean, um, wedding venue that we pretty much go to, um, and we know certain venues, I mean, they, they bar against it of, you know, having a cocktail hour area and then like the... Um, the venue area so we know we can get in there before people like I said before like put their coats down and stuff like that Um, you know sometimes people want to put their coat down right away and it's you know it's harder to grab those details right and that's just when we have to kind of move the coats but it's harder oh sure sure sure, but you know but you know what though Dan it's one of those things where it's just a matter what we do and and hopefully the listeners what you have to do is ask your photographer is we have to tell you what time allows and then we have to tell you what option a and option b is and Mm -hmm. then you pick what's right for you so we'll tell you i mean obviously with a one shooter first looks are always better just so you guys know because then we do nothing's happening at the same time you do pictures then you get married and then you have cocktail hour and then you have your reception however if you don't do a first look with one shooter there's something that's happening at the same time you're having cocktail hour details and pictures Mm -hmm. so something has to give has to give so we won't let details give and Mm -hmm. we won't let pictures give so what we normally do is have cocktail hour give i mean unless you say it's okay but that's not yeah yeah so something i mean again you don't have to but it's something has to give um also to you know same thing with the getting ready if you're getting ready at two different spots you can't have the one shooter go from here to there something has to give now sometimes what has to give is maybe your timeline maybe someone gets dressed a little bit earlier yeah yeah. If, if, if you're not in the same spot. So that way the one shooter can go maybe see the guys first and then go see the girls. Yep. I yep. mean, every, everything is doable. It's just a matter of... You got to think it through. Think it through. And we'll help you with it. Oh, you're forgetting one thing, Sarah. What? When is uh, one shooter preferable? The end of the night with the dancing. Oh. Do you need two shooters at the end of the night? So... Grabbing all those dancing, okay. drunk dancing pictures? You... Uh, <laughs> that That is... Before we go on a break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about timelines, you nailed something on the head that I didn't even think about. Mm-hmm. For all those listeners, at least... I can't speak for what other photographers do, but I can speak for what Dan and I do. You are so right. I, it doesn't matter if you have two shooters or not. Dan and I always break down to one shooter packages i'm sorry sorry one shooter at the end of the night for no matter what package you get and the reason being is there's a point when we want to photograph organically unobtrusive when all your formalities are done and it's just the party it's so important to capture that party but you do not need two shooters Mm -hmm. on that dance floor Mm -hmm. it's overkill 
So no matter if you have one shooter or two shooter packages, we always break down to one shooter. Mm-hmm. You're so right. Yeah. And the, the other funny thing that I, um, I often tell people is I, I back off a lot of times when dancing first starts because it ruins sometimes it can ruin make people feel unco- like um, self-conscious and stuff like oh I'm gonna get up there oh I'm gonna be photographed when I'm dancing you almost want to like wait till the dance floor gets kind of packed and then you can go on get those photographs right. um, and imagine that with two shooters two people two fully loaded photographers are on the dance floor nobody's gonna be the first one to want to dance because nope. they know that they're gonna get attacked by a photographer but but you're right, Dan. We always, always break down to one shooter. One of us stays yeah. and one of us goes and we alternate. It's just too much. It's just too much. Exactly. And you know what, too, is before we get into timelines, um, after we take the break, the other thing I was going to say is the reason why we brought this up is because when you all call us and ask us questions and you kind of go into the quote unquote interview process with us to see if we're right for your wedding day, this topic always comes up. Always people are like... Mm-hmm. Do I need one shooter versus two shooter? And hopefully this kind of gives you some ideas of if you do need one shooter versus two. But a lot of times people say to me, oh, I have 150 people or I have 200 people. Do I need one shooter versus two? That's not what dictates it. It's what your timeline, the day of, what's happening. It all comes back down to one shooter cannot be at two spots at the same time. So how is your day lined up? And... That kind of brings us back. So it's not amount of people. Now, obviously, if you have a smaller wedding, yes, that lends itself to one shooter, always. But you can have two shooters at smaller weddings if there's a lot of stuff going around and happening at the same time. And you can have one shooter at huge weddings if if the timeline mm-hmm. is spread out. So, Dan, let's take a quick break, and mm-hmm. then we'll come back and we'll talk about timelines. Great. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now let's get back to the episode. Well, welcome back, podcast friends. So right before the break, Dan and I were talking about the difference with one-shooter packages versus two-shooter packages and when you know you need one versus two. But I want to talk, Dan, a little bit about timelines because I feel like that also dictates uh, if you need one-shooter versus two. Yeah, and sometimes you don't even know what you need until you start you know, getting the numbers together on that timeline. And, I mean, I can remember... One specific time. Uh, I don't know if you want to tell that story, Sarah. Yeah, actually, I will. It's it's. I, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about because we were just talking about it during the break where um, we had a bride that booked our one-shooter package. So Dan was going out for it, and I was timelining her day. One of the things that we do for you guys is we will timeline your entire day. That's the benefit of going with us is that I really help you – go through the entire day and and most weddings need eight hours that's that's most but there's always weddings that need less and there's always weddings that need more but a rule of thumb when you're looking for a wedding photographer eight hours is the average Mm -hmm. so there's reasons when you need more and there's reasons when you need less and we'll get into that a little bit but so dan and i were just talking about over our break this one particular client that we had she got the one shooter package we were timelining her day which was 
maybe about a couple months before her wedding because usually you timeline we, we do a rough timeline in the beginning and we're with you throughout the entire planning process but we really do the final timeline about six weeks to four weeks out because then all your details are done your guest list is done we can really hone in the timeline so we started realizing quickly when I was timelining her day that one shooter was not going to work she mm-hmm. wanted multiple locations for her pictures she wanted to do it all during cocktail hour and that was just was just too much for one shooter mm-hmm. so we had to bring in a second shooter yep and I mean thank God we did because not that it's I guess you know something you can plan on beforehand but once we got there and I you know I was thinking I think you were thinking the same thing that oh I'm so glad we had two shooters was rowdy uh, bridal party right and being able to wrangle with two people right. is uh, a, a lot easier um, and again it's not something you can probably I mean I guess maybe you can know your friends and know they're partying some people let loose and then they, they run away <laughs> go no, to the I bar mean, or whatever and if you, you have two people you can have one send oh go get dad right um, and obviously that's a lot harder and that was something that came into play definitely on, the on that year. one. Yeah. And you know what, though, Dan, you brought up a good point is that when we timeline your day, guys, we always leave room for, quote unquote, error. What I mean mm-hmm. by error is traffic, person went to the bathroom, rowdy wedding party or, um, you know, just ceremony ran late. So, I mean, don't worry about it as far as if you did get one shooter and like something derailed or went wrong. It's in the timeline. Things are built in. But. There are some key areas where I start to see where we have to do two shooters. Mm-hmm. And this was a particular example mm-hmm. that uh, late in the process we knew that mm-hmm. we needed two shooters. Normally we know early in the process. Yeah. So timelines. Let's talk a little bit about timelines. Wait, can I – yes. I want to I try to make a, a running gag of the podcast. Sarah, how long is that 15-minute ride down the road? How long is that going to take? <laughs> That's going to take – it's only 15 minutes down the road, right? It's only 15 minutes. It's only 15 minutes. No, Dan, <laughs> 15 minutes down the road, Dan, on an actual wedding day turns into like- a- Hold on, where's the cooler? Yes, and, and I gotta go to the bathroom. Gotta go to the bathroom. Hey, let's stop at the liquor store. Ooh, and then while we're at it, let's just- you <laughs> know. Oh, I ripped my pants. <laughs> hey, I only have one shoe. I, we gotta stop somewhere else. One but, shoe? Uh, lost her <laughs> shoe, yeah. Oh, I think we've one lost, lost pants before. I don't know if they've lost a shoe. Lost We've definitely pants. done one where, yeah, no pants. Yeah, yeah. Someone lost their pants, socks. <laughs> socks. I yeah. had one time with a room, which now it's in style to not have socks. I know, I know. Just I don't, I don't dig that. Sarah digs that. I do. You said yeah. that. I, 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 I like know. it. You don't yeah, like it. I don't know. Hey, well, there you go. Dan's pet peeve: no socks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it looks good on other people. I don't dig the no socks, but um, sorry, I totally derailed. No, but you know Timeline. what though? Let's uh, 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 going off of your little joke. Actually, guys, timelines. So I, I'm going to turn your turn this into a serious moment. Wah, wah. But Dan's right. 15 minutes up the road, guys, turns into um, like 40 minutes. I'll tell you why. It's 15 minutes there, 15 minutes back. That's a half an hour. And then like five minutes loading in and five minutes loading out. That's that's mm-hmm. that's that's like 40 minutes, at least a minimum. So just remember when you're doing your timelines, um, a lot of times people say to me, but it's only 15 minutes up the road, and mm-hmm. but and they don't understand why I'm building in 40 minutes. And I, when I say that, meaning, okay, they're going to want to go somewhere to take pictures, but it's only 15 minutes up the road. Well, I just put in, a, I put in 40 minutes because it's 50 minutes to drive there, 50 minutes to drive back, five minutes to load in the car, and five minutes to load out. 
So anyway, kind of going back to what Dan was saying, wants to get the cooler, wants to stop at the liquor store, somebody's MIA. Um, I mean, ladies, if you had people in your wedding party that just had babies, someone's, you know, pumping or. Oh, recently we had somebody they wanted to stop off at their their work. Yes. Remember? (laughs) Okay. So let's back up for a second. That was pretty funny. That we didn't even know about. Yeah, we didn't know. So we timeline your days, but it still happens. People do things that we didn't even know. Mm -hmm. So we were literally at the location that we were. So, okay. So they got married and then we were driving to where we're going to do the pictures. And Dan and I are sitting there and we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. And then the videographer shows up and they say, oh yeah, they stopped at the work to take some, you know, their own selfies of where they worked. Which is fine, but mm-hmm. it was just, thank God we built in the timeline like yeah, extra yeah. time because literally we're like we were there for like a good mm-hmm. fifteen twenty minutes waiting for them. Maybe another takeaway. I know that they said they just wanted to go take selfies, so I mean they didn't show up and say where are you. But no, if no, you they, do no, want your yeah. your um make your your weird stop or anywhere you want to go, you know. Give a heads up to photographer if you want to. Uh, yeah, so we can go with you. Absolutely. I <laughs> Don't mean, take they, any they, secret trips. Right. I mean, they didn't want us. I mean, not that they didn't want us there, but they, it yeah. was just, it was literally, I think she was just stopping to say hello to her coworkers. Right. So it wasn't like something they wanted to get captured. But you're right. Let yeah. us know. So yeah. we'll just go with you anyway. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, I think actually, though, <clears throat> I found out afterwards that that was like an improv stop. Like somebody said it to them, like, let's go there. But again... <laughs> That 15 minutes, let's go there, because I think what happens that you the, the road that they were taking passes their work. They're yep, not realizing yeah, yeah. that that takes up that five-minute stop is actually, I told you, five minutes turns into 20 minutes. Five mm-hmm. minutes in, five minutes out, loading in. Yep. Then, it, you know, then it doesn't matter. We already covered that. But <laughs> um, timelines, usually it's an eight-hour day, and it's broken up a couple of hours of bridal prep. We save a half an hour for first look, which you don't need a half an hour. But again, it's, yep. you know, that 10 minutes of first looks, but then you have to, you know, walk there, walk back. It also saves room for error. There's a lot of setup that goes into a first look as well. It's, you know, having people not see each other. Okay, you go here. Whoop, don't don't walk around. You stand here. Look that way. Don't turn around. Running back to this person to say, okay, you're going to turn. You're going to do this. Kind of... I mean, not telling them what to do, but setting setting things up. It it takes takes a little time. Yeah, we never want to tell you guys what to do, and we don't mm-hmm. stop it from happening, but yeah. we do have to set it up to make sure that it happens correctly. Obviously, we don't want somebody, you know, just like coming into the bathroom. Oh, there you are, you know. Right. You say, oh, you got to go to the bathroom. Let's do that. You stay hidden. Come over here. Do that. Right. You know, there's a little uh, maneuvering required. So if you're having a timeline where you are getting ready and getting married and having your cocktail hour and your reception all in one spot, again, that's lending itself to be okay with one shooter. Mm -hmm. If you have multiple locations, it's lending itself to need two shooters. However, if your multiple location is just that you're getting ready somewhere else and you're okay with the shooter just going with one person, you're okay. You can do one shooter. Mm-hmm. Like just build it in the timeline that the, the that the photographer starts with you and then travels with you to the venue. But if you want if you're getting married and getting ready and everything's happening on one site, again, it's 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 you lend yourself to one shooter. It's okay. Um when you have when you're off site Usually two shooters are sometimes a little bit better anyway, it, it, for obvious reasons that we talked about before. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a first look, again, you're starting to enter into the category of having one shooter is fine. Mm-hmm. 
if you're not doing a first look, does not mean that you need one shooter. I mean, sorry, it's two shooters, but it's all about the timeline. If you're only saving one hour for photos, it's really tight, guys. Yep. Because the breakdown formula for timelines for photography is it's 20 minutes with a family. So it's 20 minutes. I'm sorry, it's 10 minutes on one side, 10 minutes on the other side of the families. So that's 20 minutes. Then it's 20 minutes with a bridal party. Even if you're only having just a maid of honor and a best man, it's still 20 minutes of photography with that group. Mm -hmm. And then it's 20 minutes with a couple. That's how you get the one hour. So where are you sticking time for the details? Something has to be cut short with one shooter. With two shooters, the person can kind of escape and go get the detail shots or cocktail hour shots. And some some things that are the, um, like you were saying before, like the, um, you have to kind of on the fly when, you know, the timeline's tight, you have to make decisions about certain things. I would say the the usually the the um, the thing that slows people down is if we're doing like formals and like maybe an uncle is supposed to be in one of those formals and they're somewhere else. They didn't realize they were supposed to be in them. Now, do we take the time to go get them, bring them back? Sometimes you don't have time for that. We I mean, we run a pretty tight ship. We have our list and everything. I personally I circle that and I say, you know, I communicate that say hey he's not here we could go get him we it's would be this amount of time and it's going to cut into other things or we can get a nice picture at the the reception you know That's when, a great when point. things lighten up a little bit we can definitely still get that it's on my list it's circled you know yeah and, and you know by it circle it we still have to get it and it's just mm-hmm. about communication and asking yeah. the couple what's important to them is it and so you know again it's it's all about timeline. So let me give you a quick <clears throat> uh, timeline for the listeners of, of an average day. Now, keep in mind, this is an average day. There's reasons to have more or less hours. I'm going to give you an average day at the venue and then an average day with a off-site location, mm-hmm. a.k.a. a church or a temple. Um, average day at the venue. You usually start bridal prep a couple of hours early and then groom prep about an hour. Then... If you're having a first look, you go right into the first look and you save one and a half hours for a first look and photos from your ceremony time because the first looks about a half an hour and then we just talked about the one hour that you need for photos. And then if your ceremony is at five o'clock, you're ending photos at 4.30. You always end photos a half an hour prior to your mm-hmm. ceremony because you got to go freshen up and your guests are arriving. So if you're getting married at five o'clock, photos are from 3.30 to 4.00. 4.30 and first look is at 3. So that's that hour and a half. So 3 to 3.30 is first look. 3.30 to 4.30 is photos. And then 4.30 is a hard stop with photos to get ready for the ceremony. And then your ceremony is at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Ceremony is usually about a half an hour if it's on site. And then you get into your cocktail hour, which is one hour. And then the rest of the night is history. We get all that. Um, that's how you get the eight hours of coverage. With eight hours of coverage on site, First look, you usually are not staying to the very end of the night, but that's okay. Rule of thumb is at least one hour um, until your dance floors are officially open is enough. Now, if you Big have time. if you have a package that has more coverage in it, sure, have your photographer till the end if it's there, but mm-hmm. you don't need it. The yep. necessity is one hour to capture the the dance floor. Offsite weddings where you're getting married offsite lends itself to obviously more time. That's where you start getting into you might need more than eight hours. So because everything I just talked about is happening, but you have to add in travel time now. And yep. remember what Dan just said, that 15 minutes 
really turns into 40 minutes because it's 15 minutes there then you then it's 15 minutes traveling back you mean like so you're getting ready at your house then you're driving 15 minutes to the church mm-hmm. and then you're driving the 15 minutes back to like i don't know the the i'm just saying basically whatever it is to travel in your car yeah add double that on your wedding day because there's traffic and also too some of these transportations they can't go down certain streets they ride slower they ride slower yep and I was going to say, if even if everybody's getting their own car, that's a lot of parking and losing people along the way. People in their own cars are going to go this way, that way. Oh, I got lost. Oh, I had to stop for something. You know what I mean? And you know what, Dan? I'm so happy you brought up your own cars. We just recently had a wedding that they were going to take Ubers. It was mm, a disaster. So Ubers do not come in certain parts of Newport, guys. And just in general, even if it wasn't in Newport, Ubers are not always available at your beck and call. So I would not, before you, if you don't want to do transportation, I would line up a designated driver before you do an Uber. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. (laughs) I don't Mm -hmm. want to. I mean, but again, it was okay. Because at least if you're working with Dan and I, we build in that room for error, I guess is the point of what we're saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, I hope that this helped think about one shooter versus two shooter and timelines. Obviously, when you're working with us, we will let you know when you need to have one sh- two shooters. Mm-hmm. But there, it's so doable with one shooter. It's just a matter of building in the timeline and the yep. time. Mm-hmm. And just know that one shooter tends to have to have sometimes more than the eight hours that's in a typical wedding, but that's okay because you're actually saving a lot more money with the one shooter than you would anyway by adding the hours in. Mm-hmm. Just kind of throwing that out there. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. This was supposed to be a small episode. Was it? How long did we talk for? <laughs> I don't know. I, I Whatever. But <laughs> I you know what's funny? To, I just wanted to bust you. You know what's funny? Dan, I could sit there. Obviously, you know, I could sit there and talk forever. <laughs> <laughs> Is this, this was supposed to be a mini series. Yeah, was, uh, I thought it was mini. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, guys. I could talk forever, as you all know. <laughs> Well, with that, guys, I hope you enjoyed this quick mini series with Dan and I. And we'll be back on in a, in a couple weeks, maybe about another month from now. We'll have another mini series coming at you guys. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, enjoy the rest of your day. And thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.